Welcome to another Booch News podcast with Ian Griffin. I'm on the phone this morning with Lisa Driver, whose um, company, Booyah Vitality, is located on the south coast of England in Hastings. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Ian. Yes, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you. Great. Well, <laughs> listen, the first question I've got to ask, because, you know, I grew up in England, up in the north, in Cheshire, but uh, I'm familiar enough with Sussex to know that um, it looks like from your website, you're actually operating off uh, a pier that sticks out into the ocean, uh, Hastings Pier. Is that where you actually brew the kombucha and as well as selling it? No, that is um, literally for brand awareness and to sell it. Um, we um, we brew. We have a little brewery now. We did used to brew in the garage, and last mm-hmm. January we moved into a premises, and we're now looking to move into a bigger premises. So, but the pier is amazing for selling um, and for talking to people, and just for getting our brand brand out there. Yeah, I saw on the you've got a video that is on YouTube. Uh, it'll be in the in the blog if people are looking at Boots News and and hearing this. But uh, you know, growing up in England, I associate peers with anything but healthy food. It was kind of like sticks of rock and, and fish and chips. So it's it's remarkable that it looks like you have a little outlet there. Then that people can come to the pier and sit down. And I see you serving uh, kombucha on tap to people there. It, it's, uh, it is. As Absolutely. Say, yeah. yeah. And we do still have um, rock and candy floss and things on there as well. But it's got everything in balance, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, definitely one of those, you know, I guess peers were built in the Victorian era and, you know, they were been around for, what, 150 years now. So that, that's, that's great. That's right. But, yeah. But, your company, though, again, on the website, really is relatively new. You say you started at the beginning of the COVID lockdown in 2020. So that would have been, um, was that your first commercial venture into kombucha? I mean, let's rewind maybe. When did you first sort of brew your first batch of kombucha? Were you a home brewer first? Uh, yes, I, um, I'm a nutritional therapist. So I was making kombucha just for the family and um, for clients. And I teach Pilates and for my Pilates members. And then when the virus hit, my husband, who is a a commercial diver, uh, suddenly had no work because he was working abroad. And I said to him, right, well, you better start learning how to make the kombucha. (laughs) And that's where we started making it on a bigger scale. And you started in the garage, which is, I'm a home brewer, and that's where my wife uh, has exiled me so the house doesn't smell, you know, fermenting uh, kombucha <laughs> all the time. And it works great. Uh, here in California, I, now at this time of year, I use a few heating pads to keep the temperature up. But um, yeah. I've always been curious because one of the things that differentiates homebrew, I mean, I don't care if one batch tastes the same as the next. You know, sometimes they're a bit more sour. Sometimes I you know, maybe decant them before they're a little sweeter. But what were the sort of challenges or where, where were you, like, focused as you moved from brewing it for the family to putting it in bottles with a label and, and selling it commercially? 
Um, well, it's all been a bit of a challenge, to be honest, and it's still challenging um, because we're, we're talking about taking another leap and going into a bigger scale as well. And, yeah, we've thrown batches out, and it, it's literally test and taste, test and taste. I call, I call it TT all the time, TT, because mm-hmm. without doing that test and taste, um, you just don't get, you, you know, you, you, you've got to keep that quality control um, going. So, um, yeah, we've, we've learned a lot, you know, maybe put um, too much sugar, too little sugar, we use our own natural flavoring, so we've maybe put too much in and too less, and it's all just been a learning process, writing everything down and making sure we, we keep making it until it tastes right. And we seem to have got the right um, balance now, but like I say, we're, we're in the spring we're taking another leap, so that might all change again for a little while. Um, and like you say, it still does taste when it's a raw raw product taste does just slightly change always so that mm. we we say to our customers that that's the that's what it's like when you have a raw product so um there's always going to be a very slight change but the consistency is mostly there at, uh, now so yeah yeah well so you it sounds like you've gonna you're on a fast pace then if you're going to bigger premises um, what within two years of opening, less than two years. So, it, has the demand like been there from the get-go? Is it, you're very much a local brand by the looks of it. it. Looks like you have a free distribution in about a ten-mile radius of, in Sussex. That's what, correct. For the public. Um, yeah, I mean we are local. Uh, we do do free local delivery. We're in eighteen places around the Hastings area, um, Stockists. And we're, you know, hoping to expand on that. Um, but we do use um, nationwide um, courier service as well. With the staycation, we've had a lot of people from all over the country come and taste our kombucha on the hut, um, on the pier. So we do distribute um, all over. But we are mostly local um, at the moment. We want to kind of stay um, Sussex-based, um, really, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I'm aware that, you know, people listening don't know the geography there. I mean, Sussex would be one of those places like Brighton, Hastings, which, like you say, people weren't able to travel to Spain and, you know, hot places in Europe anymore like they used to. And so they probably flooded the the south coast. So that sounds like you had a built-in on the pier. People from all over the country would have come across you. But I mean, what's your perception? So I, I began Booch News ten year, uh, three years ago when I took one of my first longer trips back to the UK after retiring. And at that time, there was precious little kombucha around. Of course, since then, mm. there's many more brands blown up, uh, grown up. What, what's the average, you know, if you had to sort of characterize to people wandering around who come across you sort of know about kombucha? What's the percentage you know it already and love it and what do you have to how do you, how do you how do you sort of introduce it to the rest of the population yeah yeah well um we were on the pier um the year before last as well i'm mixed up with the years was that uh, 2020 in the summer that's when we started at the pier and i would mm-hmm. say 
90% of people that came past and we persuaded them to have a try of our kombucha didn't know what kombucha was. This summer, I would say it was around 30% didn't know what kombucha was. So the knowledge is, is getting there. And a lot of people would say, oh, I've heard of it but not tried it. Um, a lot of people say, I've tried it, I don't like it. Um, and, I, and I'd explain there's lots of different kombucha brands out and they all taste a bit different so if you don't like one then always try another one but it's definitely um in hastings anyway it's definitely growing um with the knowledge of kombucha and people are becoming much more interested uh which is which is great i think by next but by next um, summer, I think we'll see, you know, an increase in that again. That's remarkable that you, mm. you, you, I mean, that's real interesting, whatever you call it, market research information that you saw a, an awareness go from 90% never heard of it to only 30%. So it's really, I mean, you can see in the media that, you know, you get the newspapers talk about it. And with that many more brands now, it sounds like... Mm. You know, it's like, I mean, I'm showing my age now, but when I grew up in England in the 50s and 60s, not too many people had heard of yogurt. You know, it was one of those strange, yeah. sour things. And now, I mean, yogurts, every, every shop yeah. has a, a many flavors. And, and I like what you said, that if you, if you try one brand doesn't mean you're not going to, you know, that, that's a challenge. You know, some people will yeah, say it's absolutely. Not, not what they like, and yours is. So... I see you, you know, in your video, it's great because you, you show the sort of natural ingredients, the lemons and the mint and everything. It looks like you, you create those uh, additional flavors yourself. And then you also yeah. uh, dandelion coffee and turmeric shots in your, we in do. your, in your product. So all yeah. three, that's your focus. What, what, yeah. what kombucha versus the other two of your products? Yeah, I mean, we would, we we will probably increase on um, different health drinks as well because we are we are about health drinks and not just um, kombucha. Although kombucha is um, the biggest focus, um, I suppose, and that's where um, most people are interested. But however, the turmeric shots go, they go like hotcakes. It's not it's not a kombucha. It is literally a medicinal shot that's um that's really helping people in all kinds of um, aspects in their health um aches and pains and um post-covid anti-inflammatory it's um yeah that's making a big difference and the the coffee is a great alternative for people drinking coffee and it's amazing for detoxification as well so so, so yeah, but the main focus is um, definitely the the kombucha. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's definitely. I mean, your 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 company name, Booyah Vitality, doesn't limit you to just kombucha, obviously. And uh, yeah, you know, in the in the <clears throat> conversations I've had with various other brands, incidentally, uh, it's quite a coincidence. Um, you know, I help edit this magazine called Symbiosis that Kombucha Brewers put out. And the current edition, I actually profile a company um, called Ensign Beverage, which you might not have heard of. It's in the United no. States. 
but they're based in Hastings, Nebraska. And I asked them, yeah. I said, well, <laughs> is Hastings, Nebraska named? And they said, yeah, of course, it's named after the original Hastings, just like New York is based mm-hmm. is named after York. So you're not the only Hastings-based kombucha company. Ah, um, excellent. Across the world. <laughs> another one. That's, that's kind of a, a weird coincidence. Um, yeah. So, so what, I mean, what plans when you grow into the new facility, what kind of scale are you talking about? Are you doubling production, quadrupling it, or is it kind of a high upside with the new facility? Yeah, so that's my um, husband's domain. <laughs> um, okay. But yes, we will be definitely um, upscaling to, to hope, well, starting off with double, and then hopefully double that again by the end of the summer. We, we really struggled this summer to keep up with demand um, with the, the, the huts and the nationwide orders and the local trade orders as well. So once we've, we're in the new premises, the, we will be working on the production line to be more efficient um, because at the moment we're still filling the kombuchas with a beer gun. <laughs> So we're we're really looking forward to getting a bottler machine. <laughs> okay, yeah, that'll automate things. And what what size vessels do you to ferment in? Is it like the smaller um, ones? Are you, going, are you going to bigger stainless steel, or how's that working? We we are going to um, we have got some bigger stainless steel. We we bought some equipment from Josh at Momo. Um, and um, so some bigger tanks there. So we've got a 500 and we have got a 1,200 tank. Um, so we are utilizing those at the moment. That's already in production then in your, in your current facility? That's, that's already in production, yes. Yeah. And, and that, I presume, you had to kind of do the chemistry and figure out how fermentation differs then from the smaller... I mean, I, I brew, always brew in two and a half gallons, and that's yeah. what, all I've done because it's just for me. But when you scaled up, that was one of the challenges, I presume, to get the, yeah. the chemistry a- right. Absolutely. The yeah, yeah, the chemistry was an, an, yeah, definitely another challenge. Um, we did get some advice from Adam at JAR, who was very, very helpful. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's, um, that helped us with a few conversations. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you're not the first person to mention that Adam from Jar Kombucha, um, I think they just moved, they started in Hackney Wick in London, but I think they moved to Belgium. They're owned That's by right. the, the Belgian brewing company, uh, the beer brewing company. Um, yeah. yeah, he's been very helpful, I know, and, and has been on, you can find videos. In fact, I've got him on Booch News uh, videos. Yeah. And he seems to embody that spirit of sharing to help, you know, other other smaller brands get started, Absolutely. Which yeah, yeah, which I love. And, I mean, I've been in the nutrition and fitness world since 1995, and, and we've always been like that, the nutrition and, and fitness professionals I know. It's, we support each other, um, and that's, that's what I love about Adam at Jar. He's very, very supportive. And, and other people I've spoken to, like Josh at Momo and... Um, you know, other people on the on the kombucha summit, they all seem to be that similar mindset. And you know, we're all we're all we've all got the same aim, 
and that's to help people feel better from a healthy drink. And so, yeah, supporting each other is great. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, it's 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 a question of um, I've, I've often heard this said. You know, with even though ninety, even though now you say it's only thirty percent who haven't had kombucha or heard of it, you'd still have to say you know seven or eight out of ten people don't drink it regularly. So there's a huge absolutely upside market. It's not like you, I don't know, in the other end of the spectrum. If you've got Coke and Pepsi, they're just fighting over a, a very you know everybody who is going to drink that kind of drink is already drinking it, and they're just grabbing market share from each other. Whereas in kombucha world, it's converting you know the many millions in the case of the UK of people who who don't make it part of their you know daily kind of routine or at least grab a yeah. bottle of kombucha uh, as an alternative to soda yeah. and even beers. Absolutely. And I, mm. I also saw in your video that it looks like on the pier you serve it on tap, right, on draft. Is that yeah. something that – is that the only location or do any of your other 18 or so um, stockists carry it? Do you, do, you, do you send them kegs Not of kombucha? Not yet. Yeah, not yet. We would we would like to get to that point. I don't think there's the demand enough at the moment, um, but that is definitely coming. Um, it's great having it on tap. We do little tasters, so having it on tap like that is really really easy for the tasters for people. And and yeah, a lot of people now come and just ask for a, a glass of it with some ice and a slice of lemon um, and a bit of mint or whatever. Um, flavor it is so so yeah we would love to get to that point where we can supply the bars like that but I think possibly in London there might be the demand but definitely not in Hastings at the moment yeah I mean maybe I have an over romantic view of the, the English pub but I kind of imagine because there's lots of stories and statistics about especially millennials and younger generation not drinking alcohol as much, you know, maybe as, mm. as as common. And if you're going out with your friends to a pub, which is more of a social center in the UK than an American bar, um, you don't want to just, I mean, that's why I gave up alcohol 12 years ago. And that's why I started kombucha because I just got sick of fizzy water and pineapple yeah. as an alternative. And uh, restaurants too, especially, you know, if you're going out for a meal. And I know, for instance, um, there's brands in the UK that have located or, or have partnered with Michelin-starred restaurants like Real Kombucha. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, that would be another alternative for you. Well, Absolutely. it's been great talking with you. And so, you know, I wish you luck as, as um, you grow in now. And uh, not keeping up with demand is something that I think a lot of kombucha brewers can relate to. It's You can't just double production if you know, no. you need the starter and so on. Absolutely. And, um, and that's great. Well, so uh, wish you good luck and thanks for talking with us on Booch News. Thank you, Ian. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.